how's it sound? And... Sounding good. I just want to make sure that it all sounds good, not just you. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's not all about me, says Carrie. Christopher. Ooh. Alex yeah. taking off his shoes. Come it's over business here. time. It's time to record. Okay, cool. Okay, how it's are time. you? How we're, are you, Christopher? We're recording. Oh, my, are, ready? are we recording on, right now? Oh, yeah. Let me just listen. Will you talk it's a little time. bit? It's real time. It's a check, one, yeah. two. Just like, you know, we'll it's be real, right here. It's real time right with Bill Maher. Yeah, I we're just like... going to be here just chitting and chatting okay, all don't together. Do that. Won't do that. Won't hit it with okay. my feet. Sorry. Great. Yes, um, wait. Testing. Go ahead and do that. Testing. Yeah, Ooh, that's going to clip. Okay, Hello. Okay. Um, yes. Hey, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Carry On, colon, the Sex in the City podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Alec Wells, Alec K. Wells. And I'm your other host, Catherine Knight, Catherine L. Knight. With us today is the indubitable, the respectable, the charming, the charismatic, the goateed, Christopher Dorman. Christopher, say hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> it's nice to be here. Christopher is a connoisseur of television, of theater of film of media in general musical He's theater oh yes especially a lover of musical theater he can sing he can act he can do great voiceover can work. he dance i can cannot dance, dance. Oh. i can be taught a wee bit of dance hey. but tap makes me feel horribly well, inadequate. tap is highly specialized i want to just say you can dance if you want to you can, can leave i leave my friends, friends behind? behind yeah oh. if your friends don't dance and if they don't dance are they friends them. of yours oh um, All right. <laughs> so, um, hey guys, it's, so it's nice episode eight. Yes. Yeah. So we like to kick things off here at Carry On, Chris. And mm-hmm. by the way, dear listener, Chris has not listened to any previous episodes prior to recording this, so he's brand new. Um, if this is your first episode you're listening to, then you and Chris are in the same little pot. Welcome. What we like to do every time we have a new guest. So the next time you're on Carry On, Chris, we won't be doing this, but we sure. want to know your Initial exposure to Sex and the City. Do you remember seeing it when you were younger, when it was on? What was your first introduction to SATC? Um, SATC, I like that. Um, My first introduction, I believe, would have to have been in the summer of 2008. Uh, I was in Ohio doing... doing outdoor theater mm-hmm. uh, in New Philadelphia, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And That's I confusing. was Yes, New Phil it's very confusing. <laughs> it was a uh, it was a program that was a historical theater thing that was being done uh, for the last uh, few decades or so in New Philadelphia. It was this big outdoor program and I had uh, applied and auditioned and I got a role there and it was great. I met some fantastic people. Uh, I was roommates with one girl and basically sort of semi-roommates with two other girls there. We sort of formed a nice little tight foursome mm-hmm. of uh, going out and doing movies and hitting the mall and having fun. So basically, fun. you were a prissy little girl that yes, summer. Yes, I was... <laughs> Surrounded by estrogen. I was yeah. I was drowning in a sea of estrogen. Um, to be fair, though, uh, what happened that summer, uh, a lot of the girls uh, brought different box sets of their favorite TV shows, mm-hmm. uh, one of them being Sex and the City. Sure. sure. The other, to be honest, I was introduced both that summer to Sex and the City and uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <gasps> what a combo. I've been trying to get Quite Alec into It's Always Sunny, because that show's pretty fantastic. It was great. Great. So I felt that the uh, estrogen and the testosterone totally of my balanced. life that summer yeah. was Total pretty balanced. much in harmony. Now, yeah. did you 
did you go in order of the DVDs, or, or were they would they just randomly pop in an episode every once? In you a know while? what? Uh, I got a taste of I guess what you'd say is the cream of the crop, the best oh, sex in the yeah. city, the Criterion, sure. and of it's always sunny. <laughs> yes. The Clitterian Collection. What? So, um, well, that's fantastic. What a what a way to be introduced. Now, yeah. did you was Sex in the City in the zeitgeist of your mind before? Yeah, this? like when like, you were, because you're just a year or two younger than us, so yeah, it's, it's quite feasible that when you were a kid, like when we were kids, when you were in middle school, late elementary school, you you heard about it. Well, right? uh, yeah. Uh, did I you mean, think it was naughty? Oh, I thought it was very naughty. <laughs> um, when I was a wee child. No, when I was a kid. When I was a kid, uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, I, I remember peripherally hearing about, I mean, it was 1998 is when the show that's right. when it began. Yeah. That's um, right. I, I guess I must've just been entering middle school. Yeah. Um, I remember sort of peripherally hearing about it just vaguely sort of whispered in the shadows kind of thing. Um, I never quite knew what it was. I mean, it, middle school, my brain's like, hey, what, is that a porno or something? Right, and it's like, yeah. no, no, it's a it's a show. It's well, people watch it. Some of it's kind of filthy. Well, you see you on. see some bubbies a little bit, but yeah. um but uh, I mean I had no experience really until two thousand eight. I mean, ten years after the fact, you yeah. know. So I I just kind of knew it was a show and it was kind of like guilty pleasure type show, mm -hmm. but I had no experience real up really up until that point. Yeah. You know? Do okay. you do you think you do you identify with one of the girls? Are you a Miranda? <laughs> how did I know Samantha? how did I know that question was gonna <laughs> come up? Um to be honest, uh I I feel like I like the girl I like best is Miranda. Mm -hmm. uh, I really just like her kind of like no bullshit attitude. She's very yeah. matter of fact, very clean cut about what she wants, even if she doesn't know what exactly it is she wants. And so I don't know if if liking her means you identify with her. Like, I don't know if I'm a Miranda. Not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I think some, there's something inherent. I mean, I think it makes sense that if you like a character, then you identify yeah. with them. But, you know. I feel like the great thing about the show is that there's a little bit of every one of the girls in all of us. That's, That's right. A little bit. Well, I couldn't agree more. I'll mm -hmm. I'll openly admit that I've never seen this particular episode me before. Neither. Me neither. Couple, I had. A <laughs> couple bombshells were dropped for me in this episode. Why don't we start and just talk a little bit? Well, yeah. Let's let's start by giving the title to this episode, which is uh, Three's a Crowd. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Another which, creative title. Yeah. yeah from the makers um, of Sex And this and episode aired July 26th, 1998, and was written by Jenny Bix, who incidentally accidentally followed Carry On Podcast on Twitter just yeah. a few days ago nice. and then unfollowed us. It was Aww. exciting I was really, minutes. it was. I was so excited. I was I was texting Matthew and she Alec and Daniel. should have stuck in there. I know, I was like, Jenny Bix is following us. And then I saw her, she had unfollowed, and then I saw she tweeted at Twitter and was like, I just like involuntarily followed 700 people Twitter. What gives? I'm like, what a random thing for her to... Now, yeah. Kat, Randomly. be honest. Did you hack her Twitter account? Be honest. Catherine, I be honest. Tell the truth. Plead, I plead the clit. Oh, oh I don't know. Boy. Um, <laughs> now, uh, we're trying something new today, mm -hmm. Chris, that okay. we haven't done before. Sure. Which you probably already noticed that we're doing it in the nude. Okay, yeah. yeah. And this well, is like. I mean, it's uncomfortable. I'm impressed you didn't question it. You well, were like, you just went I mean, with it. it's your bedspread we're sitting on. <laughs> I figured that if there was a problem, it'd all be on you. Yeah. So, oh, that's, that's you know. pun intended, right? Oh, mm -hmm. oh really? So, <laughs> sorry. So, three's a crowd. The three's idea crowd. of this episode. Guys, there's three of us right now. 
Yeah, that's and right. It's feeling Crazy. a little crowded. It is, Catherine. I'm sorry. Oh, get out of here. I take up a lot of space. You, you um, don't see how much of me there is until the clothes come off, and then yeah, it just it's expands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really strange. So we start this episode um, blissfully, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've complained on Carry On before, Chris, about how like so often these earlier episodes will open with a story about some random ass person or mm-hmm. couple mm-hmm. to 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 frame the the episode for the girls but in this one we start off with charlotte yeah we yeah. just jump and right into it about... except we're still we're still opening these episodes with the once upon a time yeah in i know cue i like the fairy here, tale type Catherine. thing yeah i'll cue up a clip once upon a time in a magical land called manhattan a young woman fell in love Charlotte and Jack locked eyes at a black tie benefit for Epstein Barr. She chased him through every disease in New York. They've been officially dating since retinitis pigmentosa. Um, it just, I, I'm over it. They've done really? it several yeah. times at no, this I point. Think, I think, you know, in the first season of a show, you have an idea of what the show is going to be, and you really take it and you run with it, because until, like, mainly, you never know how it's going to be received until the season starts, yeah. but they've already finished doing all the episodes so they have this fairy tale type thing which i kind of love it's kind of a modern fairy tale you know it's a because honestly like when i see the relationships and when i see the interactions between different people and different new york socialites it's kind of almost ludicrous it's a little ridiculous sometimes how sort of stock character almost a lot of the different people they interact with oh god but it's it's for some reason you buy it because it's set in this little this sort of fairy tale type beginning this yeah. prologue you it know it is a modern fairy t- fairy tale that's true mm-hmm. i never thought of it that way she's a little red riding hood she in is. a pink ballerina dress and by the way yeah are we ever going to see that pink ballerina dress yeah you do we but do. you have to um, wait until the movie yeah. 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 you have to wait until so, the movie so charlotte i have to want i'm going to talk about how concerned i am for charlotte which is I don't know how she's going to pay her rent with all these benefits she's going to in this episode. Yes. Because the storyline, the, the episode begins with Charlotte running into this guy, Jack, over and over again at all these different benefits. Yeah. Like, Which you know, kind of reminded me a little bit of Fight Club. You remember how he went into all these different benefits for self-help all the different groups. people? The self-help they were self-help groups. groups. Yeah. I want to yeah. go ahead and say this is the first time Sex in the City and, and Fight, Fight Club, Club have ever been in the same That's sentence. Right. It will not Bravo. be the last. Bravo. It will yeah. not be the last. Um, um, especially yeah. in the episode where Carrie boxes that dude in the face. Oh, was, yeah. Oh. That's absolutely... Or the but one spoilers. where Miranda shoots herself in the face. Yeah. Too. yeah. And then the buildings blow up spoilers sorry people yeah, yeah. anyways i'm so, i this it just went weird thank you and i love um, it so charlotte meets this guy and they yeah. they start dating at these various benefits and jack, just throwing right. all of their money yeah jack mm-hmm. forgettable bland jack yeah uh, except he looks like a creepier willem dafoe somehow he looks like the creepier. rich man's mm. thomas hayden church I yes thought. oh nice yeah yes. he's kind of got those big nostrils and those mm-hmm. big lips it's yeah. a little he's it's got a like little... way too many folds when he smiles yeah thing. he's uh, a great role Rollerblader, really? Yeah. Well, as we saw in that oh, opening yes. scene of oh, Charlotte yes. and Jack rollerblading together, that's right. Mm-hmm. Will be burned in my memory forever. So Jack asks Char- Charlotte, "What are your fantasies?" And in true Charlotte fashion, she takes it to the most innocent place possible, and she's like, "Oh my god, I'd love to own my own gallery. 
And maybe a little cottage in Maine. He's like, nah, tell me your dirty stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Charlotte. What a dude. I think Charlotte's fantasy is so Charlotte, it's not even funny. Yeah. That she has always had a fantasy about doing it in her parents' bed. That is yep. so Charlotte. Well, it's, like, kind of, it's kind of like high school girlish. I mean, these are all women, but her, Charlotte is, I mean, from what I know, she's kind of more the naive one for the most oh, part. Oh, sure. Yeah. So it's kind of almost like a, ooh, high school, we're like telling secrets out of school kind of thing you yeah. know she's it's it's it, that's, that's true. the dirtiest she's ever ventured her brain yeah. to go i haven't said this yet but honestly to me charlotte is the character on the show that i'd most want to have sex with really and that's a real is it I'm because she seems right uh, more okay. unattainable is that it um i don't know you know in in terms of what my type is mm. she's just to me, the most classically like American beauty. Mm. I don't mean well, a reference sure. to the movie. I just mean she's mm. like American yeah. girl, American woman, like yeah, classic she's... features, very kind of symmetrical. And I don't know. There's just something about that. Everyone else I talk to thinks she's incredibly bland. What? Yeah. Are you serious? I think she's Who very are you dynamic. Talking to? I'm just I think Kristen to... Davis is like out of this world. I mean, and Charlotte as a character, just great. Yeah. Although. Uh, as you said, she's the American woman. I say, American woman, stay away from me. I'd like to have sex with Carrie. If really? I could have sex with one of the women. Now, to me, Carrie would be the last one. I, I find her. I find her so... And maybe it's because this show, you're delving into her mind, but man, she is so confused and so muddled, and she oh, doesn't yeah. know what she wants, and totally. I, that's a lot I'm of not work. looking that's to have a, a relationship with yeah. her. I'm saying, like... <laughs> you just want to screw her brains Yeah, because... Okay. Okay. Only, yeah. only because we see so much less of her having sex than any of the other girls. I want to know what Carrie's like in bed. Yeah. Like, I'm, well, that's all. It's pure curiosity, and that's it. That And that's fair. And sure. Plus, she's hot. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely. All are. Okay, so this there's episode... a lot of there's a lot of haters out there that say she's not. I know. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, honestly, we don't talk. They're just that jealous. Fuck. They don't. Yeah. They just wish. Fuck I mean, them. Let's yeah. be honest. They can. They can go suck oh, yeah. on a knob. So Samantha says that in the '90s, mm -hmm. threesomes are the blowjob. Threesomes are the blowjob of... of the '90s, and then somebody says, "What are the blowjobs of the?" 80s and, and she, she said, said anal, sex. anal sex and then carrie said any sex which i thought yeah. was a really clever <laughs> and very subtle i mean because she's it's kind of dark but like in a in a joking way she's referring to like aids i think yeah like you know in the really? 80s having I did not even absolutely i think so because she's saying any sex at all having any sex at all in the 80s was risque mm. like because people were afraid to have sex that is a level yeah. i did not even pick up I on i didn't get that either that you that that's so insightful but, well, but also it's a very like cuz uh, i know new york is it's a very like sort of prevalent time for aids at that time and oh yeah speaking yeah. of the 80s in new york like that's yeah. kind of one of the oh, hot sure. spots one sure. one thing that i didn't quite understand though was or at least rent would have me if believe if threesomes <laughs> are the blowjob of the 90s and anal sex is the blowjob of the 80s What's the blowjob of the blowjob? I think that's uh, 1912. Oh, yes. yes. How much? How much would could a woodchuck chuck? If a woodchuck could, could blow give a blowjob, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. It's very confusing. Mm -hmm. um, um, so splintery. Some, so Ooh, Charlotte brings up to the girls. Chuck. Charlotte brings up to the girls that that this guy Jack. See, for me, okay. She she asks them uh, what they think because he's asked her to have a threesome and. Mm. For me, I don't think it's un-Charlotte-like to consider it. Because Charlotte is, is very adventurous in her mind. Like, she's always game if, if 
the if she can justify it for herself and not make it like fit her not squeeze it in but find a way to justifiably yeah. make it fit her moral code and make her feel okay well, about I it. Well, I think sure. they very cleverly set up the fact that she really cared about this guy and liked this guy for Charlotte as we'll learn in the future with her analingus exploits with Ooh. her husband. Yeah. What? She's completely what? Yeah, she's completely willing to spoiler to go, alert. I guess. Yeah, that's go really to that dirty, next dirty level. You don't see it or anything. Oh. It's a modern fairy well, tale, I'm not Chris. For HBO. It's a modern fairy tale. <laughs> I remember when the big bad wolf did that to the three little pigs. Ew. It's a very Ew. modern t- fairy Ew. tale. And Ew. they ejaculated ever after. Alec. Sorry. <laughs> so, Y'all. But the point being that when she's with somebody that she cares about, yep. fulfilling their fantasy is something that goes along with the territory. Well, that's the big. Really that's like the biggest difference. I almost see her and Samantha as like almost polar opposites. Opposites in that respect, because Samantha, it seems, almost everything she does sexually is for herself and for her own that's growth right. and for her own mm-hmm. experience. And with Charlotte, she wants to do it because she wants to share it with someone um, or she wants to make insightful. it, wants to make it like special for him. Yeah. It's what he wants to do. Now, I don't know if that's a strength or a weakness. I'm sure some other episodes would play it to either or, you know, yeah. but uh, I'm, I'm going to argue, interesting I'm going to argue against what you just said, Alec, which is, no, you okay. said, three you little thought, pigs. No, yes. <laughs> oh. Um, I think that you said you felt like they did a good job of setting up that Charlotte cares about this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do agree that within the confines of, we've talked about this before on the podcast, if something she's comfortable with, she's willing to go that extra distance. Yeah. They said Charlotte really likes this guy. But yeah. I didn't feel it, so it didn't yeah. feel as organic for me that just she would consider. Wise, yeah, well, no, just just there wasn't enough time spent on. It. I could understand a couple episode arc with a guy where then she's considering it. I yeah. guess they don't have that time in this first season. But also, I feel like um, her the discussion of it, like the other girls have a lot to say about it, but really, kind of all Charlotte says is. He says he thinks I'm really sexy. Yeah. I'm like, Charlotte's way smarter than like, he tells me I'm sexy, so I'll consider. Yeah. You know, I don't know. There's I'd something like about it that she didn't is, feel organic but, to me. But that goes back to the sort of, uh, I'm sorry if we have high school listeners, but that goes back to the sort of like her high school naivete. Oh, he likes me. Oh, he thinks I'm good looking. Like, yeah. like oh, that he says he loves me. It's like, yeah. no, no, no. It's not what you say. It's kind of showing it to you. Yeah. And I feel like girls like her can get snatched up by kind of guys who just want to use them and just know the right things to say. Well, sure. and to the point of Charlotte's point is that I think that most of the relationships that Charlotte's in, the guys don't necessarily call her sexy. Like they might call That's her good cute point. or they might Pretty. fall for her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my mm-hmm. God. Cause he makes a point to say, Charlotte, I don't think you realize how sexy that's you a, are. All right. I may, you may be convincing. Yeah, me. that's a fair point. I'm not saying that they necessarily earned it, but they're just trying to shove it down. Our and I think that, I mean, speaking as the only woman here on this, on this little panel we have, I, I do, you know, Miranda says he's just trying to butter you up, which may or may not be true. This well, it kind of seems to be true by the end like of it. He is. But but it works, I think, yeah. on a lot of girls. Like and I now, think that's tried and true. And mm-hmm. Charlotte, or uh, sorry, Samantha makes the point that if you're going to have a threesome, it's best to be the guest star. Guest star meaning not the couple in the threesome, but the person who just comes in to be that third you know person. I found agree that very that? interesting. You know who would agree with that? Yeah, I do. A very, I know you do, Alec. A very 2014 personality, Dan Savage, yeah. who advocates being that unicorn. Uh, That's uh, what the term is these Dan days. Dan Savage of the Savage Love cast. You yeah. can follow him at 
fake Dan Savage on Twitter. Yep. You can follow us at Carry On Podcast. Ooh, yeah. We're on Twitter now, guys. Hello. Beautiful. We're gonna tweet at you. Yeah. yeah. So uh and you said I said that like in a world. In a world. <laughs> I happen to agree with Samantha that if you're yeah, gonna absolutely. be in the threesome, you wanna be the one and done. It you depends. wanna get in, do your duty, and get out. I think it depends on what you want out of a threesome. I don't think a threesome uh just sort of gleaning what I think the lesson of the episode is if it's just to be about threesomes I think it's that it means different things for different people totally sort of the magical holy grail of a threesome whether it's something to get you casual sex like with Samantha or I think Charlotte when well spoilers uh, towards the end of the episode where she's sort of confronted with this threesome I think she was, I mean, obviously very unsatisfied with the result because she was put in the role. I think she might have been okay with her not being the third wheel. That's right. I think I I agree with you. I think it might have been a good experience for jumping to the end of the episode, which we'll just quickly say. We'll fix it in post. They're at a party and uh, Charlotte and Jack are at a party. They agree. They decide to bring a third in and Jack and the other woman very rudely kind of shoehorn Charlotte right on out of there. And I agree with you, Chris. I think if, I mean, I think if Charlotte were, if it had been, you know, an equal, um, opportunity threesome that Charlotte probably wouldn't have regretted the experience at Mm -hmm. least not in the sense that like maybe she would have felt like it you know she was jealous to see him with another girl but as far as like compromising her values or anything I think she would have been like no I made a decision that I'm comfortable with yeah Mm -hmm. yeah let's back it well go ahead no no please continue the time warp I was just gonna say um I just want to talk about the fact that probably like six times we hear Various characters call Samantha Sam. I was which upset. Just by yes, that was weird. That much. And yeah. I think they were trying something out yeah. to see how it would play. And I think they decided by the end they're like, no, we don't yeah. like it. It's like calling Carrie Care. It, yeah. yeah, it's it so was, weird. It's like like every right once in a while, like when it serves the story, like in the Sam Jones episode where Samantha. Mm-hmm. This is seasons later where Samantha and some college kid are both named Sam Jones, so she starts getting his phone calls. Like that's fine because yeah. like it it's a makes sense. Yeah. yeah, but like for this, and it was just so noticeable because they didn't do it before and they don't yeah. do it after, so it was very confusing. Yeah. Is it? I have a question. Is yeah. Carrie short for anything like Carolyn or anything? Uh, I think do it's Carantha. Yeah. <laughs> it's Carantha. Carantha Randa Lit. It's Carrie Xander. Carrie Xander. Now, so you know, the women are talking about threesomes. Would mm-hmm. they engage in a threesome? What does a threesome mean to you? And then th- this kind of strange thing happens where they they start deciding who they would be in a threesome with out mm-hmm. of the foursome. Just make sure that the other woman isn't a friend. Use somebody random. You know, somebody you meet in a bar or something. That's romantic. No. I think that I'd feel safer with a friend, with, with someone I could trust, like Carrie. Oh, gee, I'm flattered. But um, I'd go with someone who has a little more experience, like Sam. Well, thanks, but there is something sexy about a first-timer like Charlotte. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, great. No, forget about me. Oh, 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 oh come on. No, I would do it with you guys. It's like... 
It's like picking teams for dodgeball all over again. And, you know, Charlotte and Samantha have this, like, kind of strange, sexy moment where mm -hmm. Samantha's like, oh, I think I'd be with It'd be Charlotte. sexy to be with a newbie. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to deliver blah, my tits. line this way your, like I never do. I love yeah. both of your Samanthas. Uh, and they're so sultry. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, big bad wolf. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Three little pigs. Um, so, so disgusting. Um, <laughs> we Ew. <laughs> so, anyways. Squeal like a pig. Uh oh, I just but made a deliverance reference. For Beautiful. some reason, none of the women seem to want to engage in a threesome with Miranda, which just makes it's her like, why not? go down yeah. the toilet. Although, none of the three of us necessarily named her, although I'd totally do Cynthia. No, Nixon. I love Miranda. So, like said, so that becomes Miranda's storyline. This line. is frustrating please, Alec, to me. Please though. talk about this. This is frustrating to please me. Please talk about though, her, her dime store psychiatrist. Well, <laughs> what a I'll, moron. I'll get to that. All right. Glottal stop. <laughs> but I want to first just say how annoyed I am that, that none of the girls were like, oh, I'd be in a threesome with you, Miranda, because it's not yeah, like they're actually going to do it. Yeah. They're yeah, all totally They all just being... were like, we're so embarrassed that we didn't pick you. Oh, well. Yeah, no one, like, no one makes be it better. Wah, wah. And you're going to pay for their lunch, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, wait a shit on her day. Yeah. yeah. She... It, obviously wanted a threesome yeah so uh, so she really. sees yeah. this <laughs> i mean this is like this weird dr Katz situation where she's talking and so miranda he looked like the critic it was miranda you, the person who i see is like our Your cynical cornerstone oh. yeah the person who doesn't give a shit what other people think is suddenly at a therapist who, thank God, we never see again. No. But and it is consistent spoilers. with her character to have a therapist because she she refers to it throughout the series that she has a therapist. Yeah. But, but I agree with you. Poor actor, what is she, whatever his so, name was. So, Talk about what happens you know, at her therapist. She's like completely neurotic about the fact that the other girls she's very um, carry about don't it. want to bone zone with her, don't want to scissor or whatever mm. it is. <laughs> they all get timbers. together. <laughs> I'm being sex positive about this. Yeah. Of oh yeah, course. no I'm slut shaming on this podcast. Doing Alec is oh, yeah. very happy about scissoring. Oh, yeah. yes. it's for the record. I don't understand the mechanics of it, but I. We'll show you a video later. Yeah, we'll explain okay. later. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, so you know, Miranda's saying to her therapist, "I had this dream. This is so stupid." She said, "I had this dream." where Carrie and Charlotte and Samantha were all in a sandbox box. Get it? Oh. Her, her, uh. her cooter. Her, her sand cooter? Her, her puss box. Her, her, her puss. Her, um, her let's try and be gender positive here. Yeah. Okay, so her lovely flower and the other mm. w the other women didn't want her to play, and yeah. as if Miranda needs this analyzed by her doofus right. psychologist. Yeah, he Mr. then gives Potato her Head a ten year old there. analysis. So you're saying that you're attracted to your girlfriends? No, you. Round-headed buffoon. No, yeah. Doctor Eggman. We need any help. We we blissfully cut out of that storyline, and we go to Samantha's storyline. Although I did love she, her yeah. suit the entire story. Oh, Miranda's suit. Oh, her suit. It was yeah. it was phenomenal. She looked. She was in Mighty Mighty Boston. It's oh, a classic yeah. Miranda outfit. Yeah, it was, it was, it was totally a, classic. That was a power suit among pinstripes. power suits. She looks like she's yes. gonna rob a bank in the '30s. Buttoned yeah. all the way to the top like a cholo. Buttons right here, though. 
though. Yeah. Right on the nips. Yeah. That's if you power. if you can't if That's you can't power. see through your um through your headphones, Chris was pointing to his nips. To my nip nips. Yeah. So yeah. um and they're vertical, weirdly, not yeah. horizontal. Yeah. But um anyway, so uh, we cut to to Samantha's story, and she has Ugh. just finished. Her story is. Yeah, she's um, she's just finished going at it with this married gentleman, mm-hmm. and he says, uh, he says, yeah, I love cool. that you're not my wife, and she says, me too, which I really like. That's very that Samantha. Like so I say, I, I verbally rolled my eyes at her storyline just because it wasn't very interesting to me, but it is very Samantha, yeah. and it does show us things about her character, which. So few of her storylines so far have done yeah. too well in so, the first season. You know, uh, we do that classic thing in season one where we cut to a lot of testimonials from people on the street about threesomes. Wah, wah, wah. Um, yeah. I have to say, th- please, you go ahead. I was I'm just going to say mostly forgettable, except for the fact that there was an X Files. Scully there shout was. out that uh, I was all for, and the Star Trek abduction fantasy that was no, beautiful. it was the X Files. That was X Files. Oh, yeah, that was. I, the I just saw Trekkie. I have to nerd. say, I know. No, they said X Files nerds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have to say, I thought I all except for the first guy. The rest of the talking heads in that little segment was the first time I've really enjoyed these talking heads. Yeah. I thought all of them were so funny, especially the Long Island girl who was yeah. like, Long jobs. Island girl seeks, blah, blah, blah. I thought yeah. I thought she was really funny. No, like, that was well done. It, 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 those all are, the talking those heads are were like that, I'd hate under them fives. Good yeah. under fives. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody had his perspective, which was kind of and nice. And a rich character. Yeah. Very sort of three-dimensional. And the actors character. were yeah. pretty good compared to like the other talking heads they had in the first several episodes were like, Ugh. Where it looks yeah. like literally the camera crew was walking around New York and asked real people yeah, questions. Yeah, it just <laughs> hurt my oh, what? feelings. You're filming yeah. what? The Village Voice had more ads looking for threesomes than it did for small rat-infested studios running at a thousand a month. But who actually answered these ads? Wall Street Honcho seeks two horny gal pals for an East Hampton fuckfest at my summer home. No fatties, please. Sweet suburban school teacher seeks two men to fulfill her wildest fantasies. Uvi, black or Hispanic, Avi on time. I need your dick now. X-Files fanatic twosomes seeks Scully lookalike for abduction fantasy. Me, gorgeous with big boobs. You, a couple with class. Let's experience everything this city has to offer. I'm into museums, blowjobs, theater, and golden showers. This isn't unrelated to um, the to this plot in any way, but did anyone notice that Carrie was drinking clearly Canadian by her uh, laptop I used to in drink one scene? Clearly Canadian all the time. I have no idea what that is. It's, it's a, a Canadian it's flavored, sparkling water. It's flavored water. It's flavored water. It's like sparkling water, but it has flavor in it as well. So it was in these good, blue man. bottles. I mean, oh. it used to no, be. No, they a were in treat. clear bottles, dude. Not hers wasn't. Clearly Not Canadian. Terry buys the expensive glass bottles, bottles. and, right. and they cloudy. had they were they had like if it was strawberry, it was like strawberries on the front that's, of that's it. That's right. It was blueberry. Was that the weird stuff the with the dots floating? No, in it? no, you're not thinking of that bullshit that Rosie O'Donnell Mondo used to pedal on her whatever. show. Oh, yeah, that please. grossed me out. It was like yeah. boba before. Rosie, boba. get out of here! This Shout is out sex to John McDee and the McDLTs and Koosh balls. Yes, burn. Oh, lesbian. <laughs> Speaking of lesbians, Miranda. Yeah, Miranda. So, um, I, okay, do- no, I want to talk about the bombshell that was dropped in this episode that I was made unawares of Uh-oh. because it's mentioned in this episode and then literally 
literally that's how literally. you pronounce it literally never brought up again mr how big's horrible that? taste in ties i don't know that for sure but oh. yes it was blue with yellow what's Pink. going on is he curious yeah. oh, george i have no is idea. he the man with the yellow hat mm. um no what i'm why talking why are there so many children's reference children's book references this is a children's because show because children oh. are inherently sexual it's not tv oh. it's hbo kids That's so right. <laughs> um big hello people uh-huh Big John James Preston. Don't, mm. honey. Whoa. Don't wrong. I'll fix oh. it in post. <laughs> oh. Big. We'll call him Big for now. Has an ex-wife. I know. I you never what? knew. I did not know that he had an ex-wife and such a charming one. Is that I know. She's gorgeous. And by the way, I have to note yes, that this actress, Noelle Beck. Sure. Is on the Carrie Diaries now. Really? Her, she works a lot, and she's now, her most recent job is the Carrie Diaries, that which makes, I just love. It's a prequel. I, I get it. That's pretty cute. I get it. We're going to see Except she's older. Yeah. Um, she's, yeah. She's time traveling. <laughs> yeah. Hey. She's, um, she was in Doctor Who. She moved forward in time. Um, Timey so, wimey. So, you know, Carrie learns that Big has an ex-wife, and in classic Carrie neurotic, terrible idea I'm going to seek her out. She seeks her out. Turns out Carrie's, uh, sorry, Big's ex-wife works for a children's publishing company. Three Little Pigs. Unbeknownst to Carrie, she thinks it's just a regular publishing company. Mm -hmm. She's going to go in there and pitch some sort of steamy romance novel, the kind that would have Fabio on the cover. Which she couldn't be bothered to really prepare anyway, right? She was just going to wing it. She was going to totally wing it. It's not like the internet existed in 1998. Speaking of wing it, do you remember when a bird hit Fabio in the face when Uh. he was on a roller on a coaster, roller coaster. Uh, I do Beautiful. and he showed up all bloody at the station I remember yeah. and yet picture he's was still really the crazy. sexiest man in the universe yeah. totally mm. so uh, Carrie gets there Those she pecs. realizes that Big's ex-wife is A not only beautiful two smart Charming. three a charmer mm. and D charm-casty, and D she's got them double D's mm. she's and she's got them DSLs. D and yeah. D, and she plays D and D. So Carrie, crazy Carrie, mm-hmm. um, neurotic old yeah, Carrie. Yeah, so she she meets up with this with this lady, and then ultimately the way that all wraps up is, um, I guess we'll do that. Yeah, because I do want to go back to Charlotte. There are a couple things I do want to talk about, but let's talk. Let's finish out Carrie's storyline. It feels weird doing that before the rest of them. Sure. But Carrie, Carrie. Talk, finally talks to Big in, in a semi-less neurotic fashion by just being like, okay, I just have to say it. Yeah. You know, I you told me you were in a threesome. I know I asked. Yes. But then I find out you were married. You never told me that. And you had this threesome with your ex-wife and blah, blah, blah. And I found out because I stalked her, basically. She admits yeah. that she met up with her. And he says, I know she told me. Yep. And without being prompted to, tells Carrie that the yeah. reason he and his ex-wife split up is because he cheated on her. Yeah. And... Without batting an eye. Without well, batting but this goes along with Some Big's, cones. But Yeah, exactly. This goes along with Big's track record for the entire, so far, first season, which is, he's such a straight shooter. Yeah, he he's he's done playing so, around. He's, he's like, so listen, honest. I'm going to tell you. He's yeah. so it's honest. Fun. He's uh, He's... Not maybe not necessarily ready to super settle down in the way that Carrie probably is, and I'm not saying he doesn't ever... He's not ever evasive or emotionally closed off, but as Carrie's the one flitting around him like some some mm-hmm. drunken hummingbird, yeah. while he just stands still and 
tells her exactly what he's feeling. Like a sober and tells her hummingbird. Every, like a sober hummingbird. Yeah. And tells her the truth. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow. Well, it's, it's kind of it's yeah. kind of interesting because I feel like in all of in most of Carrie and Big's interactions, she always comes up to it sort of with the idea of like, tell me this thing, like I need to know this, but not really getting that he will just tell her the truth. Yeah. Like I I wonder, and maybe more of the show delves into it, but what her past relationships were like, where maybe she had a lot of guys who did skirt the issues, who did try and like lie to her face. Most women have like had that. that experience. I'm not yeah. being a man hater. I'm but just. That's, but that's what I think makes Big so intriguing sometimes, is yeah. that yeah. he's just like, listen, I have been right. married. And she doesn't trust it. She's and like, he just wait. Shrugged. Yeah. So you're just going to. Tell me how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. She yeah. doesn't trust He's that. Just and she kind 100% of one hundred percent honest. Yeah. I I okay. I want to talk about. Did anyone notice the clothing in this episode? Yes, her giant pink circus tent of a dress was very shocking to me. Okay, yeah. you did. Wait, whose giant pink? Carrie. Circus tent? When she went to go see Big's ex, she was wearing what looked like a pink elephant costume. Yeah. It was a giant flowing pink robe. Yeah. Thing. Okay, well then you're proving me wrong then because I I didn't notice that. Um, what I wrote down was costuming question mark question mark question mark because to me nothing. I wasn't really looking for it, but then I realized that nothing had stood out to me. Mm. Meaning, like, we've talked about before, Pat Field, I don't know if you know Chris, but, like, Pat Field has won award after award for her work on Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. She was the costumer from day one, all the way through oh, the Oh, don't films. get me wrong. I liked it. I just was like, whoa. Well, no, it's, well, it's not about like or not like. It's just for me, like, for the most part in this episode, I didn't feel there were too many statements being made. Yeah. And by, by the end of the series and through the films, this... The, Sex and the City is such, it's such a fashion, it's, chic. it's such a fashion yeah. icon. Like there's so there, it's just known for fashion as much as as it is anything else. And I just didn't feel too much of that coming through in this episode. Maybe it was just me. Yeah. But I did notice Charlotte's hair. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. in that one scene where she had the like corn, the girl, cat, girl cornrows. Cat audibly gasped. Yeah. It was. <gasps> And about a five second count. But I think yeah. I figured out why her hair was like that. Tell me, please. Well, oh. number one, 1998 was a really bad year for hair. Yeah. But also, her Amen. hair, they wanted to show that her hair was, they put her hair kind of kinky because yeah. she was feeling kind of kinky. I, I thought she looked like Gwen Stefani in the new video. Mm. Absolutely. If you remember what her hair looked like yes, in that Absolutely. Um, it's very 90s. Yeah, I don't know. I saw her and I was like, no, <laughs> no, girl. Um, now, okay, I I want to cut total sidebar, but the thing that stuck out to me most in this episode, and something I want to point out about season one, Sex in the City, mm-hmm. that really grinds my gears, oh. is oh. the Do goddamn tell. music, which is so fucking oh, terrible. Sure. I'm gonna point out a specific scene. We might have a to specific? have an insert of this. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we will. I need people to hear how terrible this is. It's it's electronic keys with Ooh. a saxophone. Oh, sure. And it's how supposed Ray to be Jr. It's supposed to be like sexy. I was wondering why your ears started mostly, bleeding while you were yeah, watching Yeah, it's the like really really upsetting and I realized that like if I ever find myself in a situation where like I have an erection and I shouldn't have one, right. yeah. I want to put that MP3 on. You gotta oh, have yeah. it in your quick file yeah. on your iPod. It'll be like a turtle's head just going into its <laughs> shell. Like that's the total situation. Yeah. It is awful. Bye bye, Alec. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that I, was that your that my, was your penis. That's- 
That night, I thought I could put the whole Barbara thing out of my mind. After all, Mr. Big was with me now. Yes. Something I learned from this episode as a woman yeah. was never to wink at a woman across a party because no. it means I want to have a threesome. It means instant with her. Yeah. threesome. Apparently, instant threesome. because that's what happens with Charlotte and her guy. Yeah. We, we already kind of talked about this, but they're at a masquerade ball, and Charlotte purely and simply winks kind of flirtatiously at a lady who then winks back. And that lady took that as a very specific cue yeah. to follow Charlotte and the guy to the room they went to go have sex in wait. and ask if she could join. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. I'm terrified wait a now second. to wink at anyone. Wait a second. Maybe that's just a masquerade ball thing, the winking at the masquerade ball. But my question is a little deeper. Do masquerade balls exist? You can't wink. Do they exist? There's no way that winking at a masquerade ball leads to sex because that masquerade ball movie is called Eyes Wide Shut. Oh. So both your eyes have to be shut. So if you shut both your eyes and never open them, that means that you want to have sex. I'm glad but you can a, explain the world to me because I don't yeah. get it. But when your eyes are wide shut and one of them opens, is that a wink? No, that means that you prematurely ejaculated. Oh. Um, <laughs> and that's so, a tragedy in any movie. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I had a lot of problems with this episode, oh. but I will say that one of the problems, and yeah, I'm going to totally hot or not dot com this situation. Uh-oh. But, Ooh. you know, um, fucking Thomas Hayden Church is like to Charlotte when they're at the masquerade ball, hey, do you see anybody that like, you know, turns you, like, you on? Yeah. And uh, it does that classic thing where it basically, it pans to three different people. Oh, you sure. know, it's like choice one. It's like an attractive looking girl. Choice two, like kind of looks model. 50. Choice yeah. three, she's in the library with a candlestick because it's yeah. Mrs. fucking Peacock. Well, yeah, choice three, she kind of looked like a basset hound to yeah. me. I was well, like, you didn't really? think she was, but I thought she was the blonde... Charlotte. You know who she Which looked like? She was wearing I peacock think. feathers. She looked like Mitzi or whatever her Bitsy name is. Bitsy Von Muffling? She looked like Bitsy uh, Von Muffling. It's a character she from looked, later in the series. She looked That's like a she Disney like character. A younger yeah. Bitsy She Von looked Muffling. like the villain from The Emperor's New Groove. I think she was pretty. I mean, like, you know, not off the charts pretty, but like, yeah. I thought, I thought, I feel like I know the casting director was like, we need to find basically the blonde Someone version who can of Charlotte because feathers. that'll be the lead and that too but that'll yeah. be the Charlotte will be comfortable with someone who looks like they could wear pearls very yeah. well mm -hmm. one of the things that Sex in the City does really well um, is I love I love New York City fights I love <laughs> I love when two characters have a fight like outside in the street in yeah the street, sure like yeah. with the brownstones on either Wait, side question was this film what did yeah. the show get it filmed, was filmed in oh, yeah. okay okay Didn't yeah. Know that. i mean they yeah, had totally studios they filmed location. the um, internal stuff yeah the, in mm -hmm. but yeah um, okay I just in wonder. fact they wouldn't even rope off the streets like the i mean semi but like people yeah. walking by if you pay really close attention in some of the episodes you'll yeah. you'll be able to see people kind of staring in the background <laughs> yeah. at them filming it's, it. it's funny you yeah. gotta look for it um but i just you know no joke here i just really like I love like, the idea of like just, you know, New York is so passionate and thriving and busy and bustling that it's like, you know, big and carry. Life just so happens many, in the street. So oh, many of, that's of where their the essential are. moments, the moment Carrie met big. That's right. Uh, you know, there's going to be so many moments uh, along the ride in the show. I the don't live years. here anymore. 
but but think about yeah. New York life where everything is a transit kind of thing. Not sorry, New York friends, but they're always riding the metro or they're getting out of a cab or sure, walking yeah. to their brownstone. Like you know, it's that's kind of where events yeah. happen. In, in that LA, universe. we're always just alone in our cars, yeah, crying, or, yes, and just... yelling and turning red because we're so angry and stuck in traffic. Yeah, I want to talk about Miranda's storyline, the way it wraps up, which is sure. that. You know, she's continued to visit her psychiatrist who keeps giving her horrible advice. And then yeah. she decides, we learn, because she meets a couple in a bar mm-hmm. that sh- that had placed, it, this couple had placed an ad in the newspaper. And she shows up and they're so relieved. Yep. Now, because she's not a bridge troll. Yeah. And <laughs> that kind of speaks for me. You know, one of the things we try to do on Carry On, Chris, is mm-hmm. talk about what still works does it hold up how would this work in 2014 and this is something that definitively is very 1998 mm-hmm. because you know now we're doing we don't with, exist well yeah. we're dealing yeah. with if you're going to meet future. up with somebody for a threesome you're doing craigslist you're doing some kind of app you're doing tinder there are always grinder. photos Wait, let me involved. write this down <laughs> <laughs> there are always photos involved yeah. you're yeah. going to you're going to see these people nobody has time to be showing up for some no. for some you know, ugly ass people. So you're going to know before. So these people have placed this ad They're in this day and age, you could go on an app or you could place an ad on Craigslist. And Mm -hmm. if you decided not to show up or that you weren't into it, you could just kind of chicken out this couple. You kind of have to be committed enough to go to, to, I think you had to go to the newspaper to like buy an ad or at least mail something in. And then if they've met up with, with, with previous dozens people, and dozens of people, that yeah. is commitment to Big a threesome. You. Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like you are, you are, you have to continue to show up and be sure this is what you want to do mm. and meet girl after girl who's not up to your expectations. In which case, they must have gotten really good at saying like, thanks. Yeah. But Goodbye. no thanks. The ultimate irony of the storyline is that Miranda was seeking validation through searching out these two people and in the end she gives these two people a complex because she meets them it's and they so well, but, but no 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 I think she got I mean no 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 haterade against her she got the validation just from their reaction to her yeah. but I have to say this uh, if there's like an actor of the episode award I think it has to go to that guy's wife oh she was because good. she, she was good. yeah she was so thrilled to see what Miranda looked like. Yeah. But at the same time, like so Still crushed. Nervous. Because, yeah. oh God, it's happening tonight. Yeah. Like oh, I was, sure. my heart was breaking for her. I got because, all those levels. Yeah. She was giving this thing as a gift. Like they mentioned, she mentioned like, oh, it's a gift for him for his uh, 30th birthday. But like, that wasn't last week. That was yeah. like, I don't know, six months ago or whatever yeah. it was. And like, he you could tell they've been doing it. it and she been fine because you know i said i would do it but when she saw this beautiful woman she knew she couldn't say no yeah and she was kind of breaking a little a little around the flakes Mm -hmm. but keeping that smile on her face like that was i liked her performance i really did and and the bronze three little pigs goes too i you know i i i would watch this episode again i liked it Uh, i i I don't say that about many of the first season episodes but it was pretty good for a monster Mm -hmm. of the week you know, it's like no great mythology in the episode, but there were some fun storylines. Um, you know, I, 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 Carrie I almost wrote a children's book. She almost did. Just like um, Lemony Snicket. Did you know he was an adult author? 
Yes. Yes, Lemony Snicket. Yes. Children's author and adult author. Okay, yes, yeah, I the heard Carrie, that. The Carrie Bradshaw story. I just have to talk about, um, really quickly, I just have to talk about the last moment of the episode where we have this bizarre, surreal, ghost-like mm. moment where... Yeah. Carrie is uh, talking, she's talking to Mr. Big, not quite that kind of, just more generally. Um, Carrie's has just had this conversation with Big where he's told her very honestly all the things about like, yes, I had a a wife and Mm -hmm. I cheated on her. We broke up. We were young. It was a long time ago, blah, blah, blah. And Carrie's like, the real hard part is intimacy and then they're hugging, oh, and yes. the camera pans. His his ex wife is standing there watching yeah. them. And then as the as the crane shot as the crane kind of pulls away mm-hmm. with the camera, she turns and walks away. Like Carrie's exercised this ghost or something. I mean, like she's Don't not forget, literally there. She was there. in her bed too. Yeah. In her dream. In her dream. Um, but I just found that moment like it Three. wasn't a dream sequence. It was just a surreal like. layered moment of here's this was that would you say that was like the first sort of i guess i don't know if surreal is the right word but like really thinking outside the box like cinematography in the show do you think like like being like this person's not really there but we're trying to show this no because they don't really do that kind of thing i think it was a really weird stumble because they don't do it too often it was out of of context for the show but i got like if it had been if it had been like the episode, yeah very scrubs like the season four episode ghost town yeah like if it had been an episode that was themed around ghosts or something or yeah like it would have made like I'm not saying they were saying she was a ghost, but to me that was what came to mind. I'm like, it's like she's a ghost standing yeah. there, watching over them, and then deciding, okay, I can leave because I'm finally at peace. Like it was the weirdest moment. I, I just like found it very off putting. Well, like, they set it up in yeah. the scenes earlier, in like two or three scenes earlier, so it didn't bother me personally. I my interpretation of it, mm-hmm. and this could be totally wrong. Is that she was literally there? <laughs> and oh, I'm stalking you, Carrie Bradshaw. The and Big is like, just, just ignore pretend her. Pretend like She'll she's go not there. Don't right. worry. And then at the end, you know, she's like, I'm just checking in. Just want to see kiss and make. So wanted to make sure you're making out. If we're going with that mythology, then knowing that we never see his ex-wife again, what happens between episode eight and nine? Does Carrie murder her? No. Does she die? No, she's already a ghost. You see her get hit by the car at the end of this episode. Oh, Aww. she's a ghost. Like that video of the a dude doing the like ghost. crip walk in front of the ice cream truck? Yep, that's you guys exactly that. right. No, oh, yeah. but I will be seeing it soon. Oh, it's the bonus feature. She actually does the crip walk. That's pretty cool. It's great. That crip walk is a real good throwback, too. Yeah, that's 1998. Uh, Christopher, are yes. there any anything you'd like to plug on our show? Eight thirteen, oh, yes. anything like that to direct oh. people to your work? You can you can always visit me at uh, www. or you can just uh, find my Twitter at Dorman says what, and that's good for me. Oh, very good. What if they go to chrisdorman.edu? Is that oh. taken? Or? Well, I can teach them life lessons, but unfortunately not from that website. Oh, that's too bad. understood. Yeah. Understood. Well, it was a pleasure having you thanks Thank for you. watching the episode with us oh, i'm sure we'll lovely. have you back again it was great your insights were very insightful and i say we have you take us out which is um at the end of every episode we'll say until next time and then you're gonna say carry on are you ready oh okay thanks oh. everybody for listening thank you and until next time a carry on